Hello everyone, welcome to Casual Experts Only. We are your casual experts, Mike and Luke, and this is our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, mm-hmm. everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, technically, this is coming out the day after Halloween, but we're recording it on Halloween, so it still counts. I mean, like, for me, and there's a lot of other people as well, they call it like, um, I don't even know what it's called, but it's sort of like, I think it's called Spooktember, where it's like, all the way from September to like December, or like the whole like <laughs> back half of the year is just like horror and just like, you Fair know, enough. so it's like really because for me, it's like one month is not enough. Like, you know, it's <laughs> like I kind of carry that spirit into the holidays. And, you know, that's, that's so, you know, yeah, just yeah, carry carry on that spooky spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. All right, then. Then it's perfect timing. Then we're in the clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this episode, we are going to be talking about the worst horror movies we've seen. Now, this isn't necessarily going to be like the worst horror movies ever, per se. It's just the ones we've personally seen and mm-hmm. thought were the worst. But before we do that, as usual, we're going to cover some news. Now, um, we did take a bit of a break for a couple weeks, um, just got busy with a lot of things. So there has been a lot of news over the last few weeks, but I'm, I'm just going to cover the highlights so we're not spending the whole time talking about uh, that mm. stuff. But first off, uh, some unfortunate deaths. Mm. Um, so I believe the actor who played Shaft in the original movie and then like reprise his role um i believe he died yeah rich his name is richard roundtree um Mm. he died on the on the 24th um Mm. and then i know the actor who played the voice of harvey dent two-faced in batman the animated series richard mall he passed away as well uh i Mm. believe he was 80 um so but so i believe it was natural causes but i think the most shocking news was matthew perry passed away just a couple days ago Uh, he was only Mm -hmm. 56 which i honestly i thought he was older than that um i didn't realize he was that young but Mm -hmm. yeah there there still seems seems to be some mystery surrounding his death like it, yeah. apparently he was found in his jacuzzi by his assistant. Um, mm-hmm. I guess he sent his personal assistant to run an errand for him. And when she got back, he was in his jacuzzi and he was dead. And apparently I guess his body wasn't waterlogged. So he hadn't been there very long. You know, he hadn't like been yeah. sitting in there. And also uh, the initial like autopsy report didn't find anything, but I guess they're still waiting for results on like a toxicology mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no like, you know, he had had some um, problems with addiction in the past, substance yeah. abuse, but nothing was found near his body besides like his prescription medications. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of, kind of interesting, kind of, kind of weird that like there's no like obvious cause of death yet, you know? Right, like, some, right. Like, it seems like he drowned, maybe, but, like, how do you drown in your j- j- jacuzzi, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, so I guess still waiting on official word from um, those toxicology reports and everything. So, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah but kind of crazy, but, you know, pretty sad either way. The SAG-AFTRA negotiations 
might be wrapping up. There, there seems to be um, yeah some hope that they're wrapping up, according to uh, the chief negotiator and executive director of the Actors Guild, um, mm-hmm. Duncan Crabtree Ireland. This is according to Ver Variety. He said in an official statement um, that there has been progress, uh, and then that's the source of my continued cautious optimism, but apparently there is still the issues of AI um, and some other issues that still haven't been hammered out yet, but it seems like Mm -hmm. they're getting closer, I guess. Um, I did hear that some of the studios have like threatened to basically just stop production on everything until January. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know if that's that big of a threat i don't don't, don't know i mean like like it definitely sucks because you know that means the strike will keep going but it's almost the end of the year anyway it's not like it's july and they're and they're saying that you know right right but i think what they're saying is like if they don't um i think they're maybe meeting on friday but i'm not sure but if they don't uh reach an agreement by this time because it's the holidays they're just not even gonna meet again until january so that's sort of right what what the pressure is for this okay gotcha speaking about sag aftra apparently they laid out some rules about like halloween costumes or something yeah um i don't really remember the details i guess sag after members aren't supposed to dress in like is is it just like newer movies or just like any movies ever they just aren't really supposed to well because because part of the thing is that they can't promote right movie and yeah so i I think that's considered promotion so i feel like any movie that the term is struck so Mm -hmm. any any movie that's like made by one of the one of the studios or owned by the studios you can't so like even if even if you owned a costume for years you technically still can't Mm. so it's it's yeah it's it's sort of uh complicated i guess gotcha well I've, yeah I've, I've seen several celebrities that have just been like totally ignoring that <laughs> so mm, right i guess we'll see if there's any like actual repercussions from that apparently like yeah uh megan fox dressed up i forget forget you forget who she dressed up as but she actually tags sag after a like in, in her social media post. That's um, pretty funny. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Like, I doubt they're going to really go after them for that, you know, especially considering mm-hmm. there's some pretty high profile actors who've been, you know, flaunting right. that rule. And like, everyone's been pretty good about sticking to the rules so far. I yeah. feel like SAG, I feel like a lot of the actors are thinking, like, all right, calm, calm, calm down a bit, you know, with that, with that rule. But yeah, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Um, so there's been a little bit of more news, uh, about Aquaman two from a variety Mm. report, like a lot of different stuff came forward. Apparently, um, Amber heard, I guess this is, she, she was talking to her therapist and I guess the, the transcripts were used in her case with Johnny Depp and though, and then they've been publicly released. Mm-hmm. And I guess she accused Jason Momoa of coming to set drunk dressed as like Captain Jack Sparrow, like trying to get her fired or something, <laughs> which is weird. Like his representatives have obviously, you know, have denied this, but I don't really feel like <laughs> it really changes my view of him, whether he did that or not, because that's kind of funny. 
but right. I mean, I feel like he dresses like have 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 you seen like the way he dresses normally? Like I feel like he dresses yeah. almost like Jack Sparrow normally. So right, and I don't know. Maybe he did come dr- to set drunk. I don't know. I don't. You know who really cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, right. and yeah, according to the Variety article, Heard was almost fired from the sequel. Uh, uh so following Aquaman's release in 2018, the studio and Juan and James Wan, the director, decided to drop mm-hmm. the actress from the sequel due to her lack of chemistry with Momoa, and sent a letter mm-hmm. to her attorney Carl Austin informing him of its decision. Ultimately, the studio never pulled the trigger on firing her because her former boyfriend, Elon Musk, had one of his litigators send a scorched earth letter to Warner Brothers threatening to burn the house down if the actress wasn't brought back for a sequel. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> you you, cool. you can't make this shit up. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like she has a very major role, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, either they wrote her back in or it, like, it, yeah, it just seems like a mess. So she's definitely in the sequel, but doesn't seem like she has much of a role. It doesn't seem like she was really like planned to have much of a role to begin with anyway. So, right. Yeah. Weird, <laughs> weird stuff. Yeah. So this is kind of shocking news to me, I guess. Uh, the composer Danny Elfman has been accused of sexual assault by a second woman. Uh, oh. Yeah, this is according to the LA Times. Apparently, the woman identified as Jane Doe XX said she was inspired to come forward with her her allegations after reading a Rolling Stone report from July. That report brought to light prior accusations from Nomi Abadi, a 35-year-old musician and composer who alleged Elfman had assaulted her between 2015 and 2016. Now, uh... This unidentified second woman um, was saying that uh, when she was a 21-year-old film student at the New York Film Academy, they met there and, like, through some friends. And I guess at one point, Elfman stripped nude and started taking a bath in front of her. Mm. um, And he allegedly asked her to join him and watch him bathe. Uh, Mm. Yeah, so apparently was yeah some pretty weird stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Danny Elfman does look a little bit creepy. <laughs> so I get, I guess I, sh- yeah. I shouldn't be that surprised. But yeah, so that's not great. Mm. Kind of a bummer. How hard is it to like yeah. not be weird, guys? Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently Marvel is overhauling its TV. Uh, mm-hmm. business with this kind of the somewhat re- somewhat failures of some of its recent shows. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a long article by the Hollywood Reporter. I would suggest reading it. I'm just going to kind of like gloss over what I've heard um, mm-hmm. and read from it. But basically, I guess for their Marvel Disney Plus shows, they were just kind of winging a lot of it. Uh, yeah. they, they didn't have a writer's room. So now they're actually going to focus on having a writer's room and they're, they're going to focus more on multiple season shows instead of like limited series. And I guess they're going to actually like have pilots. I don't know how that, that's going to work. Maybe they're going to mm-hmm. like make pilots and like test screen them. Cause I doubt they're going to put them on Disney plus, you know, and see how they right. do, you know? Right. Um, 
also it seems like that Wonder Man series got axed. Um, mm. And Daredevil Born Again is being revamped. I guess the right. first four episodes were filmed before the SAG after strike and the mm. writer strike. And during the strike, Kevin Feige and some executives like reviewed the footage and felt like it wasn't working. Yeah. From what I heard, like Daredevil didn't actually put on like the suit until like episode four or something. Mm. And I guess I, I think like he had quit being Daredevil because I guess like Foggy Nelson and Karen Page had died like off screen mm. or something. Um, yeah, I just heard some interesting stuff. But yeah, so the the main head, the head writers, Chris Orton and Matt Corman were let go. And they're like totally re- revamping. It seems like they're keeping some of what was filmed, but they're just like totally retooling the rest. Which it's yeah. eighteen episodes, so like there is a right, lot of re- right. a lot of retooling they can do. And apparently, the, yeah, just recently, just a few days ago, they actually did find um, a new showrunner in Dario Scardapane, who mm-hmm. is a writer who w- was a writer and an executive producer on. Uh, the Jack Ryan Prime Video series, as well as the the Punisher, the Netflix uh, Punisher series. Um, so he's 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 the new showrunner, mm-hmm. and then Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, uh, who are a co-directing team and who recently directed episodes of Loki season two. They've been hired mm-hmm. to d- direct the remaining episodes. All all sixteen of them. I I, I guess unless they decide wow. to. Unless they, they they decide to like shorten it, mm-hmm. um, I don't think there's any like specific details on what the overhaul means yet. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it could easily you know be trimmed back and maybe, you know, be be retooled as like multiple seasons. You know, mm, it's not. Okay, it, yeah. yeah, but it's it's not it's not really clear. All this really says is that, um, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, the co-directing team have been hired to helm the rem- the remaining episodes that will constitute the first season on Disney Plus. Okay. So, yeah. Uh yeah, Benson and Moorhead will direct the new episodes to bring this first season to a cl- to a close. It is unclear how many episodes it will encompass and Corman and Ord mm-hmm. will become executive producers. So that that is their team and hopefully they're good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the fact that Dario Scardapane previously worked on The Punisher gives me some hope, because um, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of like stepped in, into this world before, as well as written for um, right. John Berberenthal's Frank Castle, who is confirmed to be in the show at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just hope it doesn't suck. No, because Daredevil's yeah. one one of my favorites. I I love the original show, and I really hope they don't mess mess it up. I mean, the fact that it is getting an overhaul, I think, gives me hope. You know, like gives me because I, you mm. know, on the one hand, you know, an overhaul is necessarily a great thing because the original sucked. But at the same time, the fact that they recognize that <laughs> what was going on sucked and decided mm-hmm. to make it better is hopefully good. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, overall, this is probably a good thing because when yeah, because um, like for the first couple uh, Disney Plus, I guess you call them miniseries, they weren't really TV shows and they weren't really movies, and and the more that that went on, like the, you could see like that it wasn't really working, and so that it seems like they're fully more committing to be like more of a traditional like TV, yeah, leaning more into that than yeah, 
what than like the mini series that they've been doing like the six episodes or whatever. Yeah, which I, I, apparently one of the biggest like failures from that was Secret Invasion because yeah. like it's like the lowest rated Disney Plus show, and apparently they switched writers. Like somebody mm-hmm. uh, wrote like the whole thing, and then just like halfway through, they like fired him and got somebody else to like re- rewrite half of it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, that's not a great way to run TV shows. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, kind of rounding things out, we have a couple horror movie sequels confirmed. So yeah. the 2014 movie It Follows is finally getting a sequel called mm. They Follow. Um, it's been almost 10 years since that came out and apparently, um, the lead actress in that make Monroe is returning and principal photography is set for next year, 2024. Mm. So also the black phone is getting a sequel. Really? Yeah. So that's interesting because the first movie was based on a short story and it pretty much covered the entire short story. Yes. As far as I know. Yeah. So I guess they're just like making, well, you know, like obviously all writing is making stuff up, but, you know, they're writing from scratch in theory, unless there's yeah. anything in the short story that they didn't cover. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no, they pretty much covered it because they, they added stuff to the movie to make it make it a full length movie. Yeah, I figured. OK, but like. I honestly don't know how they could do a sequel. Like, I I, I could understand maybe a prequel, but like, mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they I'm right sure they, they, they killed the guy at the end of that movie. So I don't know what they could possibly do. Yeah, unless yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Like, I am hopeful for this because I feel like my biggest gripe with that movie is how mm-hmm. up in the air they left. Th- like, you, you you never really understood what the hell the black phone was. It was just kind of there. Yeah. Like, you know, so if if they have like a really interesting way of delving into the history of that or like kind of fl- fleshing that out more, I'm really in- interested yeah, in that. Because they hinted at a lot of backstory, but they didn't actually show anything in the movie. Right, exactly. So I'd like to see more of that. But you, but yeah, you're right. Ethan Hawke's character, the grabber, dies unless they yeah. just do a typical horror movie villain thing and bring him back. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely that could definitely be intriguing. I did enjoy the first one. Um, but I think that's, Oh yeah. Also last little bit of news I had, uh, this was announced a while ago that Henry Cavill was going to be in a Highlander reboot, but I guess it hadn't, it was kind of up in the air, I guess with the strike and everything, but apparently Lionsgate is officially moving forward with it with, uh, Chad Stahelski, directing he directed all the mm. john wick movies so like i'm not a you know i've i've never I don't, I don't, i've never really seen the highlander movies but yeah. this could be interesting and chad stahelski like definitely knows how to direct action so right this could actually be a really interesting action movie uh and it looks mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. looking to be a pretty big budget like more than a hundred million yeah could be interesting. I mean, I'll watch most things that Henry Cavill's in. So, and right. like, I'm kind of familiar with the concept of the original. Um, I've seen like mm-hmm. parts of the first one, but I just never like got that into it. But uh, yeah, I think that's all the news I had to do of anything. Uh, this was kind of old news, but um, recently the, uh, I think there was like the head of uh, indie studio A24 announced that they're kind of shifting more to like mainstream action stuff. Yeah. 
and kind of like, I don't really care all that much about that, but what I really wanted to talk about was kind of the reaction to it. And then mm. because a 24 is one of those brands like, like Disney and there's like star Wars, I guess there's a whole bunch of where people are just like drawn to the brand itself. And yeah. then, and I've always thought that was really interesting. Cause it's like, it, to me, it's like saying like, Oh, I'm a fan of Paramount. It's like, what does that mean? I don't know. It's just a company. It's just a company that <laughs> yeah, spends money fair. on things. And so, it, yeah. It, yeah, but A24 and, and Disney and there's other ones as well. They're, they're like people, they're just diehard fans of this company. It, it, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. So the fact that everyone's so upset about this is kind of weird to me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm upset about it. Um, yeah. I do, I don't know, I do feel like A24, like I did kind of respect them being like a smaller like indie company. But it's like the bigger they grow, the more of just kind of a typical, you know, Hollywood movie studio they're becoming. And I feel like that's a little bit depressing. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, feels like any sort of success is like, oh, well, no, now we're a big corporation, you know. Um, Right, right. That being said, I mean, I still think they're a far cry from like the huge movie studios. And I mean, they actually like seem to treat every treat all their employees and like actors and everything well. Um, mm, cause mm-hmm. like they reached a deal with SAG and the WGA like super quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. so I do hope that they stay that way and don't get too corporatized, I guess. Right. Let's get into our worst horror movies. Now, the way this is right. going to go is. We each have a handful of the worst horror movies mm-hmm. we, we've ever seen. We're just kind of going to take turns going back and forth. Um, do you want to start, Luke? Yeah, I'll start. So the first one, I'm going to kind of start with um, the less bad, and then we'll, we'll we'll work our way towards the end, I think. Okay, mine um, are in no particular order, really. So. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. No, that, that's fine. So I think what I'm going to start with is the it came out this year. It's called... Uh, the last voyage of the Demeter. It's uh, it, it's a Frankenstein adaptation, but the, what's interesting about it, or I, I don't know, not, maybe interesting is not the right word, but it's it's based on a, a chapter out of the book and it not was the whole book Dracula, itself. Dracula, right? Yes, Dracula, and yeah, so it, it's based off of a single chapter, and in like mm-hmm. most most other Dracula adaptations, at least the ones that I've seen, where it's like just a couple of scenes, but they made a whole movie out about how yeah. um, you know. Dracula is on a boat, right? Going from one, I don't, I even know where the, I don't even know where he's going, but he's going to England. Made, yeah, yeah, okay, he's going to England on a boat, and so they made a whole movie out of it. Now, on paper, I don't think it's that bad, but like, I don't know, this movie's not very good. It's just, I mean, it kind of starts out interesting, but it, mm-hmm. it, the further it goes along, it's just, it just goes more and more downhill, and just the way that they. The choices they made about Dracula himself, he kind of just it's like a generic monster, more like it's more like alien, I guess, than mm. than actually anything Dracula related. How like they're just Yeah, that yeah. that's that's what I kinda liked about it, to be honest. It was mm. sort of like alien but with, you know, vampires. But Sure. I don't know. I feel like you can do that, but like trying to shoehorn it into Dracula, I think is what's mm. not working for me. So I, I don't know. That's, it's not the worst fair. one, but it, yeah, yeah it's, it's, see, I didn't care for it. See, I don't know like anything really about the original Dracula story besides like I knew mm-hmm. that that was based off one chapter. So right. yeah, I didn't really care. I mean, like I, it's not like I loved it, but I did enjoy it. But 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's not terrible. There's there's yeah. things to like about it, but I didn't care for it. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So my first movie I'm, I'm going to talk about also came out er- earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know if you heard about it. It was kind of a I think it was a neon. It was it was uh, an indie horror. It's called Infinity Pool. Oh um, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, God. So um, just in general, I was disappointed with it. Um, from the trailers and everything, it, it seemed, and from like the, the, the movie synopsis, it seemed like it was going to be like a somewhat wealthy couple, like go to this resort in this kind of poor country. And, you know, they're told not to leave the, the resort, but they end up leaving and getting like you know, locked out at night. And it seemed like mm. it was going to be like, they, you know, they, they get like kidnapped or something by like some psychos basically and you know getting they they end up getting like tortured and stuff and it se- it seemed like it was supposed to be so- something like that mm-hmm. but the actual movie is extremely different like that's kind of the first half but not really so what happens they actually oh yeah major spoilers for all these movies by the way for, for got to yeah. say that but yeah if you haven't seen these or you know care at all <laughs> but so what ends up happening is the guy goes off like they meet this couple this other other couple that's been there a lot and they end up leaving the resort and then they they get drunk and the main character played by alexander skarsgård he ends up like hitting one of the locals with his car and killing him and Mm. then they get arrested and there is actually this really interesting concept like part of the movie where there's this thing set up with the local police where like wealthy tourists can pay like if they commit some sort of crime they can pay mm-hmm. to have a clone of themselves made and the clone will like take their punishment and like be executed basically mm-hmm. but then that like, like kind of goes nowhere and the movie just becomes like the main character just kind of falls in with this group of like rich tourists and they just kind of go around being horrible people and that's mm. the movie. Mm. There's not much else to it. They 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 just kind of like rob people and just do stupid shit. And then each time they get caught, you know, they just use the clones and get away with it. And it's like just kind of goes nowhere. And it gets um. really, um, I guess, kind of pretentious. Like it feels like mm. it's trying really hard to be artsy, but it's just being weird. But it's just like it it it's just weird. Like I don't know how else to describe it besides weird and boring <laughs> at the same time and it just kind of doesn't go anywhere i think like there was kind of an underlying message of rich people be weird you know i guess yeah but it just really falls flat like the acting was very good and there were some really cool shots but everything mm-hmm. else was just like what the hell is this <laughs> right yeah, I did. I I did not enjoy it. <laughs> All right, so my next one actually came out a hundred years ago. Holy hell! Yeah, yeah. It is a silent film adaptation of Dante's Inferno. Oh, and okay. so um, there is actually uh, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is a, a adaptation of Dante's Inferno from nineteen eleven. Oh. It is the uh, the first ever. It's it's the oldest surviving feature film and the first ever Italian feature film. Okay. It's on YouTube, so you can watch it if you want. I highly recommend it. But this one, this 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 one's not that. This one is a 1924 adaptation of Dante's Inferno, and 
What's so frustrating about it is that it's more like the Christmas Carol than Dante's Inferno. That's so this is there's this rich guy who has a copy of the book and then like he's reading it and then like there's this demon who's they're reading it with him. And then like I don't even know like he he, it, he has these dreams and then he wake and then he's not dreaming and then like he does these terrible things and like he ends up killing his son and then like at the end oh. of the movie like he's on the he, <laughs> He gets he, he get, he's on the electric chair for he he gets executed for killing his son. So he put him on the electric chair. Yeah. And then like the wall opens up and like there's a bunch of demons that carry him off into hell. And uh-huh. all that would have been really cool, but like right after that, it turns out it's all a dream. And so it's oh, like that's lame. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And so it's I think the movie's only like fifty minutes long, and there's only like five or so minutes where they're actually like in hell doing like cool demon stuff and so it's just it's just a massive waste of time and it doesn't deserve the dante's inferno title in my opinion yeah that doesn't sound like a very good adaptation of no dante's inferno that's really weird (laughs) yeah interesting yeah i had no idea they even made any dante's inferno adaptations in the in the early 1900s so yeah well there's at least two of them yeah right (laughs) So my next one, yeah, I don't have any that old on my list. <laughs> yeah, uh, my much. my next one is um, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Now, uh. this is honestly the first Texas Chainsaw movie I ever saw. And mm. I saw it like years after it came out, but I saw it a long time ago. I was probably like 16, 17 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my God, this is bad. It's just like... I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the franchise, but what they did with this movie was just stupid. Um, mm. Like, from what I remember, it's like kind of like the whole town knows about. Like, apparently, I, it seems like Leatherface is the only remaining member of his family. Everyone else is dead. And, like, for some reason, like, the main characters go, like, basically vacation at that farm for some reason. And like, you know, of course, start getting killed by Leatherface. I forget I forget how it goes. It was something like they like the kind of twist of the movie. They basically try to make Leatherface like the good guy. And like Mm. the main like the law enforcement in the town are like trying to kill Leatherface. But they make it so that apparently like Leatherface was like somehow like they make it seem like he, he was abused by them or something. And they like you. They eventually use the main character as bait to like get Leatherface and kill him. But then Le- Leatherface ends up killing all of them and like saving the main character. And it turns out that they're like distant cousins or something. The main character and Leatherface. And so like okay. it it ends with her like basically like staying at the farm and taking care of him. And they're like you know buddies. It's so stupid. Mm. <laughs> like I I don't know what they were smoking when they like wrote the script, but. Yeah, I think I've seen this one, but I don't remember. Because um, there was a couple of them in the early 2000s. There was there mm-hmm. was like a prequel origin one that I think. I don't, yes. I don't know. They, they all kind of get muddled up, I guess, in my, my mind. They made like a remake and a prequel pretty close together uh, in, okay. in the this... early 2000s. Then I think this one was after. Okay. Is it? But is it, are they connected or are they separate? I think they're separate. I think this one was supposed to okay. be a sequel to um, the originals, I think. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. So, yeah, when did it come out? It came out in 2013. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of vague, but I think it's supposed to be a sequel to the originals. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so my next one is came out in 2015. It is the Funhouse Massacre, and so this. Uh, um, it, the premise of this is there's like a, a a carnival, and but it's also it's right next to like a like a, a an insane asylum, and mm-hmm. by six of the the world's scariest psychopaths. That's that's what they're called. <laughs> escape, and they they kind of um mingle in with the the people at the at the at the carnival and so they they slowly start killing uh people that are there and my problem with my big problem with this is that so 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 scream is like it was it kind of changed the way horror movies were at least for like 10 or 15 years so they became self-aware and all the the kids were like hip and all of that and so this movie (laughs) tries to do that really hard but it just it just fails and so it's like trying to be clever and smart but it's it's not, and it's just so painful to watch. And there's not really I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but it's just not enjoyable at all. Is it sounds kind of like a B movie, or yeah, I, I mean, oh, it, I mean, it has Robert Rob- a- Englund yeah. in it, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. So it's like I mean, it. I don't know. It it it's it, it's not like extremely low budget, but it mm-hmm. there's just not really any creativity or it's not just not a good movie. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one on my list came out in 2021, just a couple years ago. It's Don't Breathe mm. Two. Ah. Uh. Now the first one, like, is kind of controversial, but I did enjoy it for the most part. Like it mm-hmm. is an interesting premise, and it is just kind of well done for the most part. Um, you know, there is the weird thing of him trying to like impregnate somebody, but uh, you know, at the same time, he is you know kind of a creep, so it's not like right. You know? <laughs> so, but the second movie tries to make him into like a John Wick like savior type character, mm-hmm. and it's just like what? Like the last movie, he's the killer, and he's literally like. <laughs> takes a turkey baster with his semen and like puts it into girls he kidnapped to make a right. kid and you're trying to make him the hero like they have this throwaway line towards the end where he's like saying like how like sorry he is for like you know basically being mm. a rapist and stuff but it's like too little too late you know right. and and the rest of the movie isn't that interesting you know like there's this little girl who's running away from her psycho family and all the families that they're just kind of bad characters and i don't mean like evil they're just bad you know Mm, there's just nothing very good about this movie and it's like really a step down from like it's not like the first one was like amazing but it's really a step down from the first one i I believe the first Mm. one was produced by sam raimi uh was it yeah Stephen lang's uh all right so my last one is halloween ends came out last year (laughs) okay yeah um yeah, it is the uh the final chapter in the David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy. Yeah. And uh it's it's not good. I feel like <laughs> Yeah, I've I've heard pretty terrible things. I managed to avoid it cuz I just heard all the yeah. bad stuff about it. I'm like, "Eh, not really worth my time." <laughs> yeah, so it's it's fascinating cuz it's like on paper, I think it could work because it, it focuses on a different character, and he's sort yeah. of like. But he's like a, the, a a new character too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so the town like hates him, and so that kind of turns him into a killer. And I feel like that's 
not a terrible concept mm-hmm. um but it's just the way that it's executed in this movie it just doesn't work i don't know and you it's could, like the like, same writers and director as the other two isn't it yeah i think Damn. so yeah and huh. it's really strange it, it it it's very much inspired by i don't know if you've seen the movie christine but it's no I've it's about it, like though. this ner- this nerdy guy who uh, sort of becomes perverted's not the right word, but he's sort of like twisted into in becoming like a, a, a an evil killer, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a fine concept, but it I don't know, it just doesn't work. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, uh, but like yeah, I don't know, it just doesn't work. It's not with Halloween, and I don't know. I feel like with this trilogy and with a lot of modern horror in general, there's sort of twisting the idea of like well uh now she's no longer the victim she's the 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 not the she's the the predator she's you know like mm-hmm. with Laurie strode and they're doing this with the screen movies as well we're like they're no longer the victim they're they're actually on the offensive now it's like well right i would really like to see a movie that went fully into that how like someone was was the victim in the last one and now they're like actually the killer but yeah I, no, no one no one's actually fully committing to that and there's just yeah, they yeah, just kind know. of pussyfoot around it, but they, they don't actually commit to right. doing that. Like, especially, I think, in Scream 6, mm-hmm. when, like, mm-hmm. they have the one girl, Sam, who's yeah. Billy Loomis's daughter. Yes. And, like, they, like, make these, like, indicate, you know, like, like she talks to him in her head and stuff, and, you know, mm-hmm. she she's, like, afraid of becoming, you know, a killer. And she even puts on, like, the costume and kills <laughs> right like the uh ghost face killer but still mm-hmm. they're like but she's still the good guy you know right it's right like yeah all right yeah kind of boring <laughs> right yeah. so, so this kind of does yeah. that same thing and yeah it's just not very good yeah i heard oh, that yeah. michael myers isn't even in it for like the first like hour of the movie yeah yeah he's not and then i think like the, the the new character like kills him or something from what i heard or uh... no not oh, okay. really Okay. Yeah, because it because it's it's trying to do that with this new character, but it's also trying to be the end of the trilogy and really the whole series. But it Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work at doing either thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. it's just kind of a mess. I I saw that scene from the beginning where like that new character like kills that kid that makes everybody mad at him in the town. Yeah, it's it's like it's supposed to be like traumatic, but it's honestly almost kind of funny. Yeah, the way yeah, they shot the it, yeah. <laughs> like the kid just like gets like flies off the <laughs> off the top right. of the steps or something. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely does not seem very good. No. So I still have two more on my list. Okay, um, I mean, I could find, I could try to look for one more, but those are all the ones that I had. Okay, so I had one. Um, now, to be honest, I have not seen this in a while, so my opinion might have changed. But um, the first purge, um. Mm. I know so, that no, so not not the original Purge, but the movie that's called the first right, Purge. right, exactly. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, I know. Like they get a lot of flack, but I do enjoy the Purge movies for the most part. They're just kind of mm-hmm. like mindless fun, you know. But yeah. the first Purge really leans into what the others kind of tried to do. You know, that they, they just kind of mentioned some political undertones, but that wasn't mm-hmm. the main premise. It was more just you know characters involved in the purge and the political uh, undertones were exactly that undertones this really right. tries to go in and like force feed you like <laughs> the political undertones as the main course and it just kind of 
doesn't work for me. It's kind of he- heavy handed and ham fisted, you know, um, yeah. like you get these characters that are putting on the purge them themselves. And they're like, basically just like, yeah, we're, we're going to have this happen in the black community. Screw the black people, you know? Mm. And it's like that, that was suggested in the other ones, but it's like, that's not how things happen. They're way more subtle. Like they're, they're just so like over the top with it. And they make like this drug dealer who is basically ruining his community, pumping all these drugs into the neighborhood. They basically make him the hero of the story, but he doesn't like learn anything. He just like the same character, but he's like fighting white people, I guess. So he's the good guy. That's like kind of like what it felt like. It was just really weird. I, I yeah. might get something different from it now if I rewatched it, but I don't really feel like it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you have. Yeah. You, did you find another one? Yes, I did. All right, cool. So, um, the original Black Christmas is like one of the best slashers like ever. It was it, one of the ones like with the original Halloween. It kind of changed the way that you know, right? Kind of, kind of like the modern slasher kind of created that. Yeah. Um, but the twenty ninth and and. and and it was actually has like, you know, there's like a, there's a, there's uh, it's a lot of messaging in it that's powerful, but it's also like a, a good scary movie on its own. Mm-hmm. And um, there is the, the 2019 remake. It's like the tech, the, the second remake right. of Black Christmas. It um, is very, very, very heavy handed with yeah. the messaging, but it doesn't really have any of the the violence or the or it's pg-13 so it really really cut back and you can there's parts where you can like see that they they maybe shot it for an r but they in in the post-production they cut it back Mm -hmm. and i feel like because like i for when it comes to slashers i've i've i'm pretty lenient like as long as it has some fun scares in it i'm okay with it Mm -hmm. so it's like even if it was incredibly overhanded with like the messaging as long as if if there were like some good kills i would be like whatever sure but like this doesn't do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and and like yeah it just is so bizarre like i mean i'm not even really against it it's basically about like rape culture in colleges and it's like i i kind of agree with what the movie's trying to say but the way that it goes about it is just uh, completely ridiculous like yeah there's this like have you seen it or oh no i have not i i haven't seen any of them to be honest with you okay but yeah like what's the point of a second remake just like 13 years after the last one Right. I think the first one came out, the second, well, the first remake, the second movie came out yeah. in 2006, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, like the, en- the end of the movie is so bizarre because there's like this yeah. statue of like the founder of the u- university that's like uh-huh. possessing all of the male students into this weird sexist cult. What? And like, they're they're like killing all the female students it's so weird it's it's almost like a parody it's it's so bizarre and that's and i'm i'm assuming that's not in the original (laughs) no no it's not so they just pulled that out of their asses yeah and like it's supposed to be taken seriously i think so oh my god i can't i i don't know yeah that sounds a little goofy (laughs) yeah uh all right so the last one i have is the spiritual sequel to the candy man uh came came out in 2021 called the candy man i don't know why they call it a spiritual sequel it's basically a legacy sequel um Mm. you know because it does acknowledge the other movies as canon 
and right. Tony Todd even shows up at one point playing the Candyman. I I hadn't heard great reviews, but I, I wanted to see this anyway um, because mm-hmm. it was produced by Jordan Peele, and yeah. like I didn't love the original Candyman, but it has an interesting enough concept and the way it kind of tackles like racial issues and kind of having that as an underlying mm-hmm. theme is interesting. But yeah, the new one is weird. <laughs> so like the first half i'm really interested i'm very intrigued about what's happening because like, the main character is like seeing visions and it seems like he's slowly like turning into the candy man for mm-hmm. some reason and i kind of expected there to be a reason but there wasn't <laughs> because so, so, mm-hmm. like the thing that really ruins this movie is just the ending is just really very bad so it turns okay. out that like this whole time for some reason the main character had been turning into Candyman. They don't really explain it very well why, um, mm. but he's sort of like, I guess, kind of being possessed by the Candyman and or or something. But then, but then there's this like preacher in the community, and like this all takes place in like a low, like a very um, you know, lower income black community. You know, it's, it's been very mm. run down, so. I guess there's like, I think there's a preacher. I think, I think that's what he was. I think he was a pastor in the community and he tries to make him more like Candyman. Like it's somehow he was kind of behind it or egging it on. And like, even like cuts off his hand and like replaces it with a hook and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. They're basically like, you know, like his, his idea is like, Oh, the Candyman is basically like our protector or something. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. like, at the end, they manage to escape from the crazy pastor, and then the cops show up. But then the main character is just, like, lying there, and the cops just shoot him because he's black, I guess. And okay. then he comes back fully candy-manned and kills all the cops. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, I guess supposed to think, like, oh, yes, he's, like, the avenging angel of this, you know, black community or something. And it's just, mm. What? <laughs> it was just so like lazily done it doesn't make any sense by the end mm-hmm. and it feels like you're supposed to like take something profound out of it but i was kind of like that's it <laughs> that's that's where they're going with it all right but cool mm-hmm. i guess like like it feel, feels like you're supposed to like be rooting for candy man by the end or something and mm-hmm. there's no really real reason that the movie has given you to Plus, it kind of takes away from the Candyman like character, because right. like he's you know a sympathetic character because of what happened to him in his past, but he's not a good guy by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know what they were trying to do with it. They were definitely trying to tackle, you know, racial themes like they did with the original, but it was just mm-hmm. not done as well. Even not like not even close to as what am I even saying? Not even close to was done, not done as well as Jordan Peele's get out, um, mm. which I kind of expected it to be. I, I expected to have, you know, race, you know, like messaging in it because of the original and because Jordan Peele was a part of it, but it just, yeah, it just did not, it was not effective at all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like most of the movies you had on your list, I hadn't even seen, thankfully. Um, yeah. Had you seen any of the ones on my list? I don't think so. I've heard yeah. of some of them. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen any of them. Yeah. Well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is all of our worst horror movies we've seen, at least the ones that I can remember. I kind of right. try to avoid ones that are universally accepted as the worst ever. There's a lot of bad horror movies, and I've been lucky enough right. to avoid most of them, I think. So, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, that is the episode, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week, or at least I will, with some friends talking about um, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. So definitely stay tuned for that. Check us out on social media and YouTube. The link to those is in the description. We'll see you next time. This has been Casual Experts Only. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast platform of choice. And be sure to check us out on social media and YouTube. Links to those in the description. Until next time.